about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential. Derived from our maker, that is liberty. And liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Thanks for joining us on today's free podcast, courtesy of our benevolent overlords here at CRTV. This is the Steve Day Show. Todd and Aaron here as well. We would love it if you would join us. Steve at stevedace.com is the email address. D-E-A-C-E is how you can spell the last name. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. We just finished, finished, I should say. Boy, Those are some tongue twisters. We just finished, I should say. She sells seashells down by the seashore. Todd, go. I have to do it too? Yes, give it a shot. She sells seashells down by the seashore? I hate you. All right, so we just wrapped up today. See how easy he just did that? Yeah, yeah. Dad, what do you do for a living? I talk. Really? I don't see it. I didn't say well. (laughs) Yeah, well, there you go. Thank you. Uh, We just wrapped up today's television show for CRTV, uh, which you can access today at CRTV.com. Promo code DACE if you're not yet a subscriber, D-E-A-C-E. Todd, give the audience a taste of what they're going to see today on CRTV. Well, Steve talks Judge Roy Moore and some of his, on our side, air quotes, uh, uh, detractors. And they are. In many issues, they are on our side. But we got to get down to fundamentals. And I want to sum up the nature of Steve's conversation thusly. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, just a a fantastic movie. But Dr. Jones is a a true believer, one would think, after uh, three movies. And yet he's really, really challenged deeply because uh, his enemy in that movie... Uh, corners him into following through to get the Holy Grail, uh, and he asks himself, "It's it, it's time to ask yourself, Doctor Jones, what do you believe? I mean, do you kind of believe it, or do you really believe it? Because if you really believed it, it's hard to believe you would have the take that some of these people have about Judge Roy Moore." Yeah, um, people made fun of Roy Moore and Steve Dace asks them this one question mm. um, it it is maddening it's frustrating uh, when you when you think you're already when like-minded people you're already down to so few numbers and then people start even squabbling um, amongst themselves again and it, this is not squabbling this is uh, as we talked about this is a worldview issue from people who in word in writing are on our side but when the metal uh, or when the you know when the rubber meets the road um, it just does not appear that maybe they really believe everything that they say they do that's maddening yes it is and again Judge Roy Moore is not a standard. I don't agree with forced compliance patriotism. I don't even have a problem with the guys kneeling during the national anthem. I disagree with it, but that's their right. They can do that if they want. My problem is with this notion that, therefore, those of you who are opposed to it don't get to air your opposition to their protest. That's what, I'm, that's what I have a problem with. This idea that um, you just have to receive whatever message we we convey to you and you're not allowed to have a reaction back, that's what I'm offended by. Have I ever made the argument these guys can't protest during the national anthem? Nope. They can protest whenever they want. My argument is this notion that therefore that you've had your say, so therefore the matter is settled. Uh, No snowflake. And I don't care if you have 2% body fat, you're still just a punk ass millennial. It's not settled. People get to have their say, too. And that veteran living down there in, Miss, in Gulfport, Mississippi, Biloxi, Mississippi, who, who nearly who lost a leg in Vietnam and is offended at the fact. Peter got booed once when he came back home from your parents. And he's offended at the fact that now, while you're making more than the gross domestic product of Bolivia for playing 16 football games a year, 
that you're that you're pissing on his sacrifice of the leg he left over there and Nam, he gets his say too. That's my problem. It's not a one-sided argument. Protest all you want. If we think you're a clown, great. Maybe you're making a point. I don't know. I think it's beyond foolish now. We got cheerleaders kneeling in hallways. We got foreign foreign athletes kneeling. It's it's just fools. In my opinion, you're fools, one and all. Laughable fools. This is like that scene in the movie The Circle earlier this year where Emma Watson looks in the camera and says, and if you really want to let North Korea know what you, how you feel about the way they're treating their people, tweet a negative emoji and let them and stand strong for social justice. That's, a, that's essentially what you're doing. This accomplishes nothing other than angering people you might actually have been able to win over in another context. But that's my analysis. You can do whatever you want. Hell, I don't care if you stand on if you do a handstands during the national anthem. What I do like or what I don't like is when you're not willing to take responsibility for your own statements. If you want to do this, fine. But the guy and the the guy and gal everywhere else in America offended at this, they get to make their statements too. And then when you're like, well, that's not what we intended to do. Well, that may not be what you intended to do, but that was the message that was received. You know, when I keep punching Aaron in the face, it may not have been my intention to break his nose, but what did I keep doing? Break his nose. Breaking his nose. And at some point, he's like, I could be telling, hey, I'm just trying to straighten your glasses. After a while, he looks at me and says, all you're doing is breaking my nose. It's about the message being received, not what you intended to convey. It's not, I get my say, and then, well, why we just move on, and you can't have a negative opinion about what I said, and, and still cheer for me so I can make $10 million uh, tackling guys with 28 uh, Wonderlick scores, or 28 IQs, and five Wonderlick scores. Don't, that's not the way the world works. Maybe it works that way in your bubble, from the Snowflake College campus you came from, and at MSESPN. But it's not the way the world works anywhere else outside of progressive Valhalla's. You're a grown-ass man. You want to protest? Cool. You want to write cops or pigs on your socks, Colin Kaepernick? Cool. But then you know what? When you make yourself a pariah to the point you can't be brought into any NFL locker room, and I would rather have Jacoby Brissett start for me instead, you're not a victim, bro. You made that call. You did that to yourself. There's nobody responsible for this other than you. It's not The, the, the issue is you don't get to be absolved from your own consequences of your actions. The same thing is true of Judge Roy Moore here. If you want to blanketly say a lower court judge, which is what a state Supreme Court justice is, a lower court judge has sworn an oath and must always do what federal judges tell him to do, and if he's not willing to do it, he should resign. I don't have an argument with that. I don't agree, but I don't have an argument with that. I don't. Provided. You then tell me what your alternative remedy is to federal judges who don't do what the Constitution says. What's your alternative remedy to that, then? I've yet to see one. I never see one. And if I, if I see one, I should, shouldn't say that. The only one I ever see is we need to pass a constitutional amendment. So every time one federal judge anywhere in the bowels of America issues an edict, we then have to go through the process the 20-year process of amending the Constitution to undo it? That's what the founders decided to do? Hey, guys, at Lexington and Concord, we need to amend the Mayflower Compact. So unload your muskets and simmer down for a while. This is going to take a few decades. What the hell kind of logic is that? I know what it is. Surrender logic. Surrender on every front. And if you want to know why you have a childlike Cretan for a president, it's because of you. It's all because of you. It's not even because of the liberal media. There were other Republicans running who beat the liberal media up. Ted Cruz is beating them up. Scott Walker's beating them up. It wasn't even it wasn't because of the liberal media. It's because people looked at the way Trump destroyed all of his GOP opponents and they thought, dude, if he's willing to do that to his Republican opponents, what's he going to do to the Democrats? That's what it was. They got tired of you guys whistling Dixie past the graveyard while they literally dismantled all of Western civilization for the last generation. But you wrote some chill white papers, bro. That was cool. You did that. You may not like Judge Roy Moore's methods. That's okay. You're, Judge, you can disagree with Judge Roy Moore all you want. You don't want to even vote for him on those grounds. I don't have a problem with that. 
Judge, nobody, you're not responsible for what Judge Roy Moore does you don't agree with. He is. Now, I happen to like what he did, but yeah, I'm a rabble rouser. I get it if you find it unseemly. Okay. Then tell me then within your rules of engagement, tell me then what is the remedy when the left decides we'll find one federal judge to undo everything you just want an election to do and you have to impose it. What would you do then? That's the question I would like answered. Tell me what your alternative remedy is then. And until you come up with one, until you guys with all your degrees and your fancy pros out there in New York City and Washington, D.C., man, and your cable news contributor gigs, until you come up with one, more Trump, more Judge Roy Moore, that's what you're going to get. Because the people that do the majority of the living and dying in this country aren't just are tired of sitting idly by and watching what they thought America was just silently taken away by a leftist coup without a shot being fired. They're not putting up with it anymore. So I would say the same thing to you in the conservative, whatever that means, intelligentsia. Same thing to you I would say to the NFL players. You may not be intending to convey I surrender on every front. It doesn't matter what you're intending to convey. It's the message being received. If you don't want the message to be received, if you think we can find better people than Donald Trump or Judge Roy Moore, and I hasten to put them on the same line, but for the purposes of this conversation, I will do so. If you would like people that you find less cretinous than Donald Trump, less rebellious than Judge Roy Moore, if you would like those sorts of champions in the future, no one is stopping you from producing them. Scott Walker should have been the Republican nominee for president. Governor of a blue state, successful one, with probably the largest and most sweeping and important domestic policy victory. Let me rephrase that. With the only domestic policy victory Republicans have had since the Reagan era. That's a half a generation or more. He should have been president. He should have won the nomination going away. Why didn't he win it? Did he run on any of those themes? What did he run for president on? Reform, growth, all the GOP consultant class talking points. He started off by punting in yes. Europe, if you'll recall. I do recall that, yeah. I do. That was inspiring. Yes, it was. And right away, people were like, now nah, this guy's a fraud, and they moved on. Well, Steve, it doesn't make any sense. Scott Walker, Walker actually had a record. What's Donald Trump have? I didn't say it made sense. I, there's a lot of things that happen that don't make sense. I don't get to control what makes sense or not. I have to react to what actually does. I think I made it pretty clear for the last year and a half. I did everything I could in my power, which is limited, to avoid having a childlike Cretan become president of the United States. Did I not? Is there, the, is there any, the only thing I could have done differently, which I have never, and I probably will never forgive myself for, is I entertained, I let my anger with the system entertain Trump as a possibility long enough that it helped establish him as a legitimate candidate when here in Iowa, we could have dispensed with him long before he, hit, he got up ahead of steam. And I will forever, the rest of my career, regret this and take any blame for it. And if you want to pile on me, own it. You probably can't beat me up on this more than I have myself because there have been nights I've been unable to sleep that I've literally sobbed in the middle of the night by myself over this. That notwithstanding, other than those, from that point on, once I got wise to what this guy was, I did everything I could. Everything I could. This is not the outcome that I wanted. But we have to understand why we have this outcome. I'm willing to admit my role in it. Did I not just do it again? My role in it is I let my anger at the system cause me to lose my own moorings. My own foundation for a while. And I regret that. And I'm trying to make up for it. I can't change the past. That's why I'm, I've been even more strident about my consistency going forward than I even was before. Because I just had a preview of what happens when I, when I, when I, when I lose, take my eye off the ball a little bit. When I think emotionally a little bit, I, I got a lesson that I'll regret the rest of my career in that. I think it's time for some of you to return the favor. It's time for some of you to look in the mirror and say, what did I do that led to this? led to the daily five-alarm dumpster fire we have in the White House every day. What did I do? 
Well, let me tell you what some of you did. What some of you did was nothing. Not a damn thing. Nothing. Blogs are nothing. White papers are nothing. Amicus friend of the court briefs, nothing. They're nice sentiments, but it's essentially a win-one for the Gipper speech for the soldiers while the other side is dropping bombs as you sit on your ass. It's nothing. You did nothing. And so people saw a guy who had built half of Manhattan in his own name without looking at the details. How did he do it? Who did he swindle? Where did he get the money? Should they have done that? I, yes, they should have. But when people are desperate and they feel like their civilization is falling apart, they have a tendency to act on that desperation. And it's not like they didn't give you, how many years did they give you nice guys? How many years did they give you smart guys? How many times, how many options, how many chances did they give you? How does a political party go from John McCain to Mitt Romney to Donald Trump, guys? How does that happen? It's not because your base doesn't have the freaking patience of Job. They gave you years. Aaron's never lived in a world where the Republican Party did anything other than surrender. He's a grown-ass man with a full-time job. He doesn't. We keep talking about the Reagan era. He doesn't know what the hell that was. He doesn't know what it might as well be talking about the Coolidge era to him. Year after year after year, and all you did was surrender. I'd prefer to not have Steve Bannon for an ally. <laughs> Tell me about it. You know what I'd prefer less? Losing my damn way of life. Some of you love, you, have, you love your binary choices. Let me give you one. Bannon or learn Arabic. How's that for a binary choice, Todd? You want to take that one on? I'm pretty safe going with the former. Yeah, no doubt. You put us in this position. No fighting, never standing for anything, doing nothing to risk anything, always to get another majority and another one. To what end? To what end? Does anybody believe if Mitt Romney had won in 2012, he would have repealed Obamacare? Do you believe that? No. Hell no. Hell no. Because you know why? We hadn't even had Obamacare take effect yet until 2013 when it destroyed everybody's health care. That was the year, and the website was a joke. Remember all that? Yes. So if they can't do it when we saw what it was going to do to us, and it's polling at 11%, how were they going to do it when it was just merely a theoretical exercise with the guy who gave him the idea before they had it in his own state he was the governor of? How were they going to do it then? Trump's a liar. Yeah. Mitt Romney always told the truth. This is the game we want to play. The guy who's chief campaign strategist, Eric Fenstrom, described him as a, quote, etch-a-sketch. We're going here. Really? And what's interesting is a lot of you, you know, when Mitt Romney was playing fast and loose from the facts, you put him on the cover of National Review. He was the next Reagan. You didn't seem to have a problem with it at all. Donald Trump does it now, and man, tidy whities are in bunches all over the 202 and 212 area codes. That's why you lost your base. Because the message you sent them was, you don't mind dishonesty, you just mind, you just mind it when it comes from the faction that's not yours. That's when you don't like it. And you're not any different than the Trumpistas who seemingly only mine moral cretins when they're Democrats, not when they're Republicans named Trump. You guys are really good at criticizing them for that. Is that a hypocritical double standard? You bet it is. We've pointed it out. How about the one of your own? How about the one of your own? What's your alternative? Give me some. Give me some alternatives. Until then, you can take your niceties, you can take your unsit for usit, and you can shove it dry where the sun doesn't shine all day and twice on Sunday. Let's get to Worldview Wednesday. 
I personally believe Elitism Marxism Atheist Government intervention Secular humanist Liberals and conservatives Materialism Nihilism U.S. Americans Christian Globalist Socialist Democracy Worldview, as the word suggests, is how we look at the world around us. How do we understand life as it hits us in the face? Libertarian. Tea Partier. The free market. Nobody is without a worldview. The only question is, is it a good one or a bad one? So it becomes the glasses, the spectacles, the filter through which they're actually seeing life. And the whole universe and the world and human life is understood through that lens. This is Steve Dace. And this is Worldview Wednesday, your college philosophy class on the radio here on our free podcast powered by CRTV. And we're continuing our look. Actually, I should show you a free podcast or free philosophy class on the podcast, but old habits die hard. Uh, we're going through um, my 2014 book, Rules for Patriots, How Conservatives Can Win Again in the Ten Commandments of Political Warfare Found Within. And we're asking ourselves, which of these still apply? Or which of these need to be reapplied given the change in environment of the last few years where we have we have the left over here and then everything else that's not the left, Trump, different stripes of conservatism, kind of in this mosh pit over here. And we can't really figure out what that is yet. That's why I tend to call it the left and the not left. We don't, I don't really know what conservatism is. Well, I know what it's supposed to be. but And we've spent a lot of time on this show trying to reset that this year. But ultimately, we can reset it as many times as we want if the culture decides it wants a different definition than it is what it is. So until that is adjudicated, right now we have is we have the left, and then we have this not left over here, this amorphous blob, mosh pit of factions and ideologies trying to figure out, like, you know, Alexander the Great's generals after he died. With I mean, you know, you've got the Ptolemies over here and, you know, this faction over here. And, uh, and, and we we're just going to we're going to fight this out of who's in charge of this not left faction over here or this not left mosh over here. And we're on commandment number nine. And given where we're at, what's going on today with the news cycle, man, this is because we've put this off two weeks in a row because I kind of almost did it a third time. I, had a, I called an onset audible. Right? The timing of this one today, serendipitous. Commandment number nine stay on message. To which Donald Trump says, no. No. <laughs> stay on message. So let's look at the last two weeks. Trump picks a fight with the National Football League. And this is. It becomes fighting Glass Joe on the first level of Mike Tyson's punch out. Remember that game? I do love that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you're just no he he this is this is just a daily beating is what it is. And it goes for 2 weeks. They even contrive beatings and it works. Picks a fight with the media. You and I Todd differed on whether um, not that we differed on we just both disagree with his approach. We differed on whether it would have any political blowback on him or not you were of the mind that the media is so broken he almost can suggest nothing that would create blowback on him because of how much stock they've lost i doubted that the good news is we don't have to worry about that now because he was winning that argument on some level did some good things on policy like a religious freedom and things of that nature i know our friend daniel horowitz shot all those down saying eventually the courts will undo them but for now we will acknowledge that he did something good until that changes. Although Daniel is probably going to be proven to be correct, given history or past history. He's been on, I would argue, he has, for the first time since the Gorsuch nomination, he's on offense in his presidency. I'm meaning politically. That all changed yesterday. For reasons only Allah knows, Trump decides to say, nobody, no president called the grieving of those killed in action until he showed up. The White House ran with a story which John Kelly would not come out and confirm. He's the chief of staff, by the way. The White House ran with a story that, about their own chief of staff that he would not confirm that 
when he was a general in the Obama presidency and his son was killed in Afghanistan in 2010, President Obama never called to issue condolences. So, of course, we know how the media, well, the mainstream media is going to spend it's, it's, it's every hour on the hour combing through the ranks of those killed in action since 9-11, looking to see, you know, who did or did not get a call from Obama, right? We knew they were going to do this. AP finds a couple that Obama did call me. I don't know what Trump's talking about. A Democratic congressman says, who's, who, who is openly advocating for Trump's impeachment, said he talked to uh, one of his constituents and Trump disrespected her. She comes forward, the, this mother of a, of a dead, brave, dead soul, a dead, brave soldier, and says, yes, Trump did res- disrespect me. They ask her, how did he disrespect you? And she said, well, he, he made a reference to my son knew what he was getting into when he volunteered. And that's been today's news cycle. Everywhere you go. You're on a winning message. You get off that message and you feed the animals. Why? Why do you do this? Why do you do this, Todd? It's a state of being with Donald Trump. It's it's not calculated, just as it wasn't calculated when he trips into an amazing photo op when he's in the... Uh, hospital visiting those um who were he went on um they were it was called mm-hmm. the misery tour he went down suffering to hurricane, tour. suffering tour yes yeah. hurricane victims and then he stopped in Ve- vegas the shooting victims mm-hmm. and because it was the president of the united states a man who had been shot i believe in the leg even got up out of his hospital bed and stood before the president and said well that's what you do when you visit the president well you know donald trump got lucky that and he he could have just that scoreboard you just political scoreboard. You walk away from that. You let that kind of thing stand, and and and, and you you understand that uh, how serendipitous uh, it is to have fallen into uh, such a situation. But uh, I mean, Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, can, if you want that title, you 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 need to earn it every once in a while by being a Mister. And not a punk, and mm. you, you you played around. This you you took a knee. Mm. Uh, this is what you did. You are <laughs> Colin Kaepernick. You took a damn knee on the uh, regarding the, the lives, the deaths, the service, the funerals, the widowhood of people. You're no better than Colin Kaepernick. You took advantage of a situation for personal gain that has nothing to do with you. Even when you're Donald Trump going to these things, you're not you're the president. You're the office. And you're just you're, you're bad at this. You're really really bad. And once again, it's only because progressivism is so godlessly stupid that you can have a cycle like you did against the NFL. You don't get props for that. You just don't. You, you 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 tripped into that by accident and i'm tired of your accidents because more than good ones we have bad ones steve you were uh we were all talking uh before the we started doing the podcast between the uh, tv show and and the podcast about some of the year-end plans and i think both todd and i to some degree would echo um what you said, and I've thought about this a lot before, before you even said it, how this, I mean, this year seems like it's flown by, but talking about this, this is really the reason why the subject matter of these shows every day makes it seem like we're all aging in dog years uh, to the nth degree. It seems, I mean, we're, we are in the ninth month of this presidency. And when every time I ask myself or ask somebody else the question, how can this last another three years, I get a shrug, I get a, it can't, I get some varying degree of, I, I don't know. It's because of stuff like this. Just stay on message. 
but covering this is maddening because he is um he's he's like uh your coach jimmy um jim jim harbaugh talking about having a young team having young children i can tell them not to spill the milk all they want or whatever whatever it is he said after the after the game this week you turn your back for one second what what do they do they they spilled the milk that's what it seems like with this president learning no lessons it's all petulant uh, a lot of it is petulant child uh child ishness from from his twitter account from wherever because he just he's just a walking talking reaction that's that's what he is the reflex is a lonely child is what you just said aaron and it's interesting when you look at what trump has done or not done Compared to what he has said or not said, what has there been the most controversy, the most self-inflicted woundedness from? What he has done or not done, or what he has said or not said? It's clearly from what he has said or not said. That one Mexican judge, the Gold Star family, I had more people at my inaugural than Barack Obama did. Charlottesville, those Charlottesville, white supremacists weren't he really that bad. At, at any point, if Trump would have said, if you're a Nazi who threatens people, the hanging start at noon, and I'm pulling the lever. He could have then said anything about Aunt Antifa on the other side he wanted to after that. Anything at all. Anything. Could have accused him of the freaking Lindbergh kidnapping if he wanted to at that point. That's all he had to say first. That's all he had to do first. It's just simply say, Nazi's bad. Some remnant of that, and if you are one, and you, th- and, and you use your scumbag ideology to act like a scumbag, we will treat you accordingly. That's all he had to say. And then he could have said, now let me tell you about these Marxist, communist, Antifa thugs. Could have said anything he wanted after that. And then for days, refused to even go back and, and, and undo the damage he did just because he's a child that didn't want to admit he was wrong. My question to you in the audience, and my question to the two of you, do you want your presidents, do you want your leaders in any walk of life, do you want them to face blowback and existential resistance from, its, from their opposition for what they have said or not said or for what they have done? And not done. Done. What would you prefer, Mr. Done. Catholic? Done. Show me done. Works, some works, works, works with works, that faith. I'm with you on this, 100%. It wasn't that Reagan said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. If he had said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall, then went home, signed a nuclear freeze, and shipped a bunch of our excess food over the Soviet Union, there would probably still be a wall. It's because after he said it, and before and after he said it, what, had he, what did he do? Implement the policies of tearing down the Iron Curtain so that the wall would come down. And by the way, it was only after he, he didn't say, Mr. Brezhnev, tear down this wall. Mr. Andropov, tear down this wall. It was Mr. Gorbachev. After he had spent years of his presidency implementing the very policies that put the Soviet Union in a corner it couldn't get itself out from. That is when he, then, as the Iron Curtain is at, is at the point it is about to crumble. That's when he said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Further proof, this wasn't a talking point. He's just not throwing something out there to rally a base to get a, it wasn't an applause line. It was a clarion call. It's a call to arms. It's a sounding of the shofar. It's saying to Mr. Gorbachev, this is your last chance to be on the right side of history. You and I both know. We just got back from Reykjavik, boy. We both well know you ain't got the goods. We both know. We lined up at the urinal and there wasn't any there there. We both went through that. Here's your last chance 
Like Luke Skywalker to Jabba the Hutt, man, Jabba. This is your last warning, Jabba. Free us or die. He was giving Gorbachev one more chance to avoid what would eventually happen. First perestroika, and then Gorbachev's removal of office a few years later under Boris Yeltsin and that rebellion. So this wasn't some fly-by-night talking point, guys. When MacArthur said, I shall return, he was planning on coming back. So is it, does it matter that MacArthur said, I shall return, or does it matter that he returned? What matters, Todd? <laughs> <laughs> that he returned. Your laughter says it all. If he had never, if MacArthur had never returned, would that be a famous line? No. No. It, if the Berlin Wall tragic. Never, if the Berlin Wall did not come down, would it be would Reagan be famous for saying tear down this wall if they didn't in a couple years after he say that said that what? tear down the wall? If it was, it would be for all the wrong reasons. Exactly. He'd be mocking it. You can't win a culture war by sound bites. You can lose one. Sound bites can help help you win one. But you cannot exclusively win one via sound bites. The president can decimate the credibility of the media, which already has no credibility, guys. We are at the point right now that 35 to 40 percent of the country, if the president, if, if, if the media, if the New York Times or the Washington Post produced 4K resolution film, of Putin handing a cashier's check to Donald Trump with with talking points in Cyrillic. 35 to 40% of Americans would respond with, better than Hillary. How much money was the Clinton Foundation taking from the Ruskies, right? Is that not true? Is that not where we are? Yeah. So it's like it's like we've, we won this battle. I had somebody post on my Facebook wall today, I just think people voted for Trump because they wanted somebody to go after the media. And I'm like, that's probably more true than any of us want to admit. And, and when we bring that up, it's to go after the media, but to what end? Just so I get my jollies off of watching Tucker Carlson humiliate another uh, hypocritical leftist uh, tonight on Fox? Yeah. Yeah is the answer. To what policy end is this being accomplished? I'm all for humiliating my enemies. I've had the, glor- the, the, the glorious opportunities to do it on multiple occasions, and it's every bit as fun as you think it is. But to what end did I do it? What was the goal? What was the goal of calling Kay- Kaylee McEhaney, whatever her name is, a liar to her face on national television? What was my goal in doing that? Expose the fact that she was lying. What she was pushing was wrong and was a scam. Do we know the media lies? Do we know most of it's a scam? Deeply. Yes. So now it's not about what we're saying here. It's about what we're doing here. What are we doing? CNN could shut, Trump could cause CNN's shareholders to, to, to shutter their doors in 30 days. And it wouldn't come close close wouldn't even be on the same radar as judicial reform would be you can you could make all the liberal media outlets all go away tomorrow every last one of them gone every last one but as long as you allow federal judges to sit there and say I alone can nullify election results regardless constitution be damned it's irrelevant it doesn't change anything Nothing changes. Tell me how MSNBC's ratings going back down to where they once were. Tell me how that's going to save one innocent baby at Planned Parenthood today. Do you know how that's going to do that, Todd? Um, no clue. Aaron, do you have an answer to that? No, but I got a quick hit off of the knowledge that, uh, you know, that's actually happening. Indeed. Ratings going down. So if MSNBC fired Joy Reid for whatever nonsensical ramblings from, um, you know, racepimp.com she is meandering from. Tell me how that helps with the debt we're accruing to our children. We're going to pass on to them. Do you know, Todd? 
Uh, once again, it won't. Uh, Aaron, do you know? Mm, no. No. Can I get off this ride? No. Apparently is the answer. No. I don't mind the show. I know others out there that were never Trump. They don't like the show. I don't mind the show. Now, I'd prefer not to have it, frankly. But I'll, I'll put up with the show if we're scoring touchdowns. I'll put up with Des Bryant's antics on the sidelines, man. If we're 12 and 4. So you're saying we're doing a bunch of duck, duck, do, goose touchdown dances. Yeah. But like like at the 50-yard line before we even score a touchdown. Yes. It ain't the fact... Colin Kaepernick's not in the NFL because of his protests. He's in the NFL because his team went 1-10 last year while he was protesting. That's why he's in the NFL. And where was that team located? Do you guys remember? San Francisco, guys. Okay? So... If what he's pushing ain't working in the city of San Francisco, by all means, explain to me how it works in Indianapolis, Jacksonville, Atlanta, Charlotte. They proposed it in, like, <laughs> Kansas Mike City. McCarthy, should he come to Green Bay? Yeah. Like, ha! Yeah, exactly. Do you think, listen, Colin Kaepernick could get a face tat that says cops are pigs, and if the 49ers were 10-1, and 1, he'd be a starting quarterback in the NFL right now, guys. Right now. How do I know that? How many guys have been kneeling all year long? There was, there's no collusion again. So let me get this straight. The NFL allows all these guys to emulate Ka- Kaepernick to their own financial detriment because they're hemorrhaging money right now on this. But somehow they colluded to keep Kaepernick out? Does that make any sense to you? No. Sounds like a funny joke, actually. Like this, it does. So everybody it, gets to do what Kaepernick does, but Kaepernick somehow. Does that make any sense to you? No. And where it is, it's not even going to make sense. Court makes sense to the very courts. No, which if it doesn't even make sense there, when they want to carry you across the finish line, it ain't that can. you think cops are you pigs, problem. bro. For goodness sakes, Michael Bennett lied on national television with, and we had the video evidence to prove it. No repercussions for him at all. He'll be out there for the Seattle Seahawks this weekend. Why? Well, he's good, and so are they. That's why. No, your crime, Colin, is you went cops or pigs while your team was one in ten. That's your crime. So you're not worth the baggage, you man. You did it perhaps because you, your maybe, team was or maybe one that in 10. and that that distraction may have caused them to go one in ten. I don't know. But in the end, as as the great prophet Jerry Glanville once said about the National Football League, it stands for not for long when you're one in ten. Not for long. You and I both know after they go six and ten, seven and nine, McCarthy. Fans were already upset that you're not in the Super Bowl every year there in Rodgers. There's going to be Packer fans. We're going to want him fired in December. All he did was lose the best quarterback on planet Earth, and now you're asking him to win with a sixth-round draft pick or whatever. That's the way. That's the NFL. Because you charge me 500 bucks a seat, $5,000 for a seat license, 250 bucks to park, $300 for a hot dog, and 500 bucks for a beer with one refill. So when you're charging me that, guess what? I don't want to hear your excuses. Not for long. Thanks. So I will put up with the show. I'll put up if you're you put up with Terrell Owens when he when he's getting a hundred catches a year and leading the Eagles to a Super Bowl with Donovan McNabb. You know when you don't put up with Terrell Owens when he's getting sixty five catches a year and your team is seven and nine. You don't put up with him then. You put up with Chad Ochocinco when he's the best changing his name every week when he's the best wide receiver in the NFL. Do you know when you don't put up with Chad Ochocinco when he's mediocre? Same thing here with Trump. I, I, I'll put up with a lot of the douchery, frankly. That's why I didn't say much about this the last few days. Because he did some stuff for me last week. I care more about than this. There's this one guy trolling me on Twitter who keeps misappropriating a quote I gave early in Trump's presidency. And it was about when they were going to grant press credentials to Alex Jones. And I said, I don't care if they give Alex Jones the Helen Thomas first chair in the White House press corps if he stops funding Planned Parenthood. Now, the he is not, he keeps seeing it, acting as if the he in this, in this quote is Alex Jones. It's not, the he is clearly who, guys? Trump. Trump. I, I don't care if he puts Sigmund in the freaking sea monster. 
all right, in first chair. I don't care. I know some of you do. Bill Crystal literally said yesterday, well, I know Trump, he listed three things really good Trump's done in the last week. But then he said, but, you know, all these distractions aren't worth it. I'm not like that. I'll put up with an awful lot of distractions. Why? Because that's human nature. I like Todd. We don't agree all the time. If I didn't think he added anything to the show, would you be here? I'm certain the Hell no. no. Hell no. If CRTV didn't think I could add anything to their product, would I still be here? No. And then when the day comes that the numbers show I'm not adding anything to their product, will I be here? No. No. So even though there are times I know I say things, they'd probably be like, eh, or eh, why do they put up with it? Numbers justify it. Guess when they'll stop putting up with it? When their self-interest and yours don't match any longer. And I'm okay with that. I'm, that's not a complaint. I, I, I get it. I'm in it. I'm in it. That's the, that's the way the world works. I wish we would, I wish, you know, I wish we had a, I wish we had a perfect choir boy with, that, with, with balls of steel. I'm guessing the Israelites wished that their deliverer wasn't a former prince of Egypt who used to once help enslave the people. They probably wish that. I wish there was a bunch of people, I bet there was a bunch of people that did, that wished their Messiah wasn't the carpenter's kid. I bet there was a whole bunch of first century Christians that wished their, the apostle to the Gentiles wasn't the guy holding the tunics of those that were stoning Stephen last week. There's lots of things I bet we would wish, I wish we could have different packaging. I wish Todd would stop lamenting Major League Baseball replay. I wish I had six pack abs. We don't get what we wish. That's not the world, guys. So I wish he would talk a lot less. I wish he would stay on message. I only care when he gets off message when it impacts policy, which is why today, when I was asked to appear on multiple cable news channels about Trump going to war with this war widow, which I think is beyond dumb, takes us totally off message, I didn't bite. Why? Because he's doing things I like on policy right now. He's even starting to get the healthcare thing right. Changed his mind today on the Alexander bailout. Yeah, we're not doing that. We're not bailing out insurance companies. So as much as I think this is a terrible blunder, it, at best, it's stupid. At worst, if he did what is actually being alleged, it's unseemly. I can't even contemplate the lack of empathy you could have in that situation. But I'm not the empathy police. And if I have the choice between stop having government come after me for my religious beliefs or be nicer when you're talking to war widows, I'm sorry, I'm going to choose, get the government, stop having the government come after my religious beliefs. Now, I would prefer the person who stopped government from coming after my religious beliefs would also show more empathy to war widows. I don't always get what I prefer. I don't. Should the Jews would have preferred a different deliverer? Sure, people would have preferred a Messiah that wasn't the carpenter's kid with, this, with the really questionable birth line of when his parents were married and when mom was pregnant that didn't add up to nine months. I'm sure you, a lot of people would prefer a lot of things. We don't get that. I'm sure my wife would prefer a nicer person. I'm sure my kids would prefer a more patient dad, no matter how, many, how much patience I show. We don't live in a perfect world, though. Some of you would prefer, for some of you, his antics. There's nothing he can do policy-wise to overcome his antics, and I get that. I'm not, I don't agree with you, but I understand it. He makes it really hard, man. Even when you're trying to be constructive, he makes it really hard, which is why few people have found a way to be helpful without selling out. There's not a lot of room in there. You know what I'm saying? You know? I get that. But... For me, the issue with Trump has always been, oh, I have no doubt he doesn't have the character for the office. That's not even, I don't think that's a debatable point. Do I have the power to remove him from office, though, Tom? No. So Wally, since I don't, while he's there, I'm going to try to get the best out of it I can. Some of you, though, are more content to complain about things you can't control. Cool. I gave that up for Lent. Forever. I'm not doing that. I don't do that. That's one thing where I've spiritually matured a lot, you know, is, is I don't get down about the things I can't control anymore. I just don't. That's why I can't forgive myself about the way I handled these Iowa caucuses early on, because that was something I could control. I did have the influence to make it really difficult on him.
to establish his candidacy, and I chose not to use it because I let my anger to the system blind me of my own principles. And I have to live with that, and I have to learn that life lesson. And it came at a very high cost, not just to me, but others. In the meantime, though, he is the president. So I'm going to try to do whatever I can do to get the most out of this I can. And it has nothing to do with suddenly I think he's a great person. <laughs> I don't think that he is. I think he's a childlike cretin, actually. Con man, likely. But since the con man needs a lot of people like us, I ain't too proud to shake him down the way he's going to shake us down. Are you? I'm not. Final thoughts, Todd. Uh, well, my thoughts are that st- stop beating yourself up about Donald Trump. It's a privilege to be on the show every day to point out the things like we pointed out today. That the bottom line is to fear God and to tell the truth. That is our message. That is what we are staying on, whether it's concerning Donald Trump or the press or Democrats. It's about not worshiping idols. And we are... There's... Aaron, I'm going to pull... There's a scene in one of the Harry Potter movies where he walks into some vault and every piece of gold they touch just starts multiplying. Mm-hmm. That's where we live in terms of idol worship. We are just being choked, smothered by it. The truth can set you free from that any time you want to. Don't fall for Donald Trump's lies. Don't fall for the press's lies. Don't fall for progressive lies. Seek the truth. God will get you there if you let him. This is all really simple. Uh, fear God and tell the truth. It's simple, uh, but it's the hardest. It's especially in this world. Um, it's the, the let's admit it, it's the hardest. It, one of the hardest things to do. Uh, because of what you just said, Todd, there are so many temptations. There's so much more money to be made by fudging or um, trying to get around the truth somehow. Um, but at the end, we're not looking for, we shouldn't be looking for earthly rewards. At the end of the day, um, the only earthly rewards that um, I, I think a lot of us are working for is just that children and grandchildren will live a better life than I had, or at least as the same type of life that I did if I had a good life. And that's why a lot of people get into this arena, because they're concerned that that's not going to happen. Um, Again, what it takes is simple. What it takes to stand for principle, to have principle, is simple, but it's really, really hard. It is, which is why we are aging in dog years, but we get paid the better than average bucks, so we overcome, we persevere. Thanks for tuning in today here on the free podcast. Don't forget promo code DACE. Get your discounted subscription today to CRTV. Until then, or tomorrow, John 317. This is Steve Dace. I like it, you. 